If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to The Social Work Race and we are doing another late night podcast because that's where the time is. Well, I thank God I've got life um, because it's Father's Day and I have had my family around me uh, the whole day and they took me out and we did a few bits and bobs. Um, and we are grateful also because it rained. We just got a little reprieve from the sun, just got back from holiday and it was an awesome holiday in Portugal. And it was just me and my wife for the first time in 20 years that we'd gone away together alone. The last time we did that was before my eldest was born. So yeah, I'm blessed. And um, not everybody is. So I take that into account and say, look, you know what? I'm fortunate. Um, anyway, today I wanted to address a really interesting topic. I think it's a... Uh, how can I put this? A topic that I have to be very measured in because of uh, the climate of 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 how um, this topic has featured in society, and it's a message, I guess, to both professionals and here we go, the LGBTQ community. I wanted to address something that I've not seen addressed, and I've not seen it addressed uh, by any other professionals at the very least. Um, here we go. So the message is really, and I'm going to entitle this L, the LGBTQ plus community and the age gap. What does that mean? Well, what I wanted to do was just remind, just in the context of the way that the topic is managed in society, I wanted to address how those who are from that community which I'm not, how they might be able to manage it in a way that is more conducive for their cause. Okay, so let, let's go into it a bit. I'm going to give you an analogy because uh, that's the way I like to speak. I spoke to a young person this weekend, uh, about 20 years old, and they were saying to me, you know what, if someone starts to insult me or say something about me that I don't like, I'm going to give it to them just as bad, yeah? And I said to them, look, you need to be a better person. What you need to do is you need to um, be aware of the fact that when people are attacking you for your personal features, which is what we were talking about, you have to understand that they're really talking about themselves. 
they're just pointing out things that they consider strengths about you and attacking that so that they will bring you down to their level of how they feel about themselves. So don't take it personal. And we went in a few circles on the matter and he eventually got it. And I said to him, what you have to do is you have to be better. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to teach that young person how to manage adversity because an eye for an eye type of mindset does not work, you know? And I think that anybody hearing this would say that's sound advice to give to a young person. I'm not special. Uh, a lot of people would have said the same thing. Um, but I wanted to help him manage adversity and offense gracefully. Because if you want to change something in the world, you have to be that change, right? Um, I've had racism in my life toward me and it still happens in some smaller degrees. As time goes on, it's less and less. But it depends on where you go in the UK or what country you go to. I just came back from Portugal. There's a lot of Indians there um, who are there on work visas or, or, you know, and Portugal has had a special schemes for them. And I spoke to the majority of them and they said the life out there is, a, is quite good. Saying that, um, one of them did speak to me and say that he has had a lot of uh, discrimination, overt discrimination to him by the police out there. And he showed me the police officer that did that. But otherwise, he's enjoying life out there. And it happens. The racism is real. And there's no disputing that. And racism isn't just linear. It's different things, right? Um, so I want... I want... Um, you to know that when it comes to racism how i handle it and how i've responded to it over the last few years i remember when i was about uh, about 18 and i was at hastings and you know these guys really did come for me i was a boy do you know what i mean and i wanted to fight them all and i was prepared to do it and I had my girlfriend there at the time and another friend with me i don't handle racism like that anymore it doesn't do that to me it doesn't trigger me like that anymore do you know what i mean and, and I want other young people to feel that too, as even adults to, to understand that we don't handle things in an aggressive way. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't help the cause. And so to the LGBTQ plus community, I want you to consider what I'm saying. And what I'm saying to you is risky because even though I've had posts that I've just really pointed out certain things to the, about the community, uh, much less than I have about every other community, um, I'm name called and I'm attacked and this is the point I'm making um, but this is also for professionals to consider how we approach the topic um, I was born in the 70s okay in in that time coming up through the 80s is when my memory kicks in you know four years or so after I'm born um, the world is very different to what it is now but I want, and, and even then as a child, I was very much aware of transvestites, yeah? And they were in society and maybe in some of the communities that they're from, they were attacked. Um, but over time, you hit the 90s and there's a lot of revolution. These things don't really happen. Um, I'm well aware of people who identify differently. And it's very rare that we see oppression in wider society and even you know to my children who were born in this millennium they haven't really seen it and it's very accepting for them to see that that's their norm but consider this my dad was born in the 50s 1950s right his world is very different from mine my dad went to school uh, with bare feet 
he had to in his world in his community they had to think well do we send a child to school or do we make them help out at home because it's needed they live on a farm you know um he comes from a very traditional community and it's it's less so now like that but it's still the case right um also we have to consider um the fact that when west indians or africans or asians uh you look at the way that their world is structured it's very different to how it is in the uk they um they they have a very different approach to life and that's the norm for them and so as social workers we have to consider that we can't apply all of our personal or our professional values on people without considering where they're coming from that would be oppressive practice we have to consider that and see how we can work with that and so my dad comes from a very traditional home and women knew what their roles were women were being prepared to be wives and men were being prepared to be husbands and people had a typical role in my home when we were growing up my mum was a mum my dad was a dad and there were traditional roles that came with that um, and people who weren't in that they were either some in some uh, families slightly frowned upon or accepted that's the way I grew up and I grew up in the 70s remember that right but what you'll know is over the last three years um, over the last three years there's been a lot of change and a lot of drive towards recognizing the LGBTQ community. Um, and I'm talking specifically about the way that that community has often responded to people who don't agree with or don't get the movement and the issues behind it. That's what I'm speaking to. So I'm not speaking against, I'm actually speaking more to how it is managed. Because if I look at a family who are from an Asian country and they've been here for two or three years, you have to expect that as a social worker, when I'm involved with them, I have to consider deeply and intensely and document their world. I mean, and I have to put on their glasses and that's what social workers are really trained to do is to put on other people's goggles to look at their world and interpret their world through their eyes. That's difficult to do. It's much easier if you care about doing it. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it, it's much easier to do if you care. But it's difficult to do if you haven't learned it. Or if you haven't learned how to have conversations to engage in things that you don't understand. And if you really want to exact change, to thrust it on somebody isn't the way. What I have to do with my families is I have to step by step work it out and find out where their understanding or misunderstanding is. And they may never agree with me about the approach to the situation, which happens all the time. But I have to let them know that this is, I'm in authority and I'm in a position where I need to make account. I have to be able to sleep at night knowing that everyone's safe based on the criteria that we have to work with. And you have to work with me because it's, you've come to light. I have to work with you, but I have to work with you and I can't oppress you got to work with you and and this is one thing that um people are generally afraid of with social workers is that they will impose their values and will coming from a faraway place from a different world on them that they have to adhere to basically take over their lives i hear this all the time 
any social worker would tell you this, especially when you work in a, no, you don't have to work in a diverse community. You have to look, uh, work with someone who's in a different class and think, oh, they come to take my kids because I'm not doing it like them or how they would do it. That's not how we work and we shouldn't work like that. So I'm speaking to professionals and I'm speaking to just the layman um, to say, well, how are we handling this? Because I've seen a lot of aggression towards people who don't understand it or don't agree with it or want to talk about it. So you have to understand, there's a lot of people in the U I'm speaking specifically to the UK, but anyone can learn from this. You have to understand there's a lot of people in the UK who are 50 and above. What do we do? Their world has changed very quickly over a short period of time, two, three, four years. And the movement of the LGBTQ plus has come in like a steam train at full speed and some people do not understand it. There's questions that they have or there's concepts that they've heard that they have to process on top of their own lives. They have to process what it is that you're asking for or what it is that you want us to identify. And if you scream and insult people, it makes the problem worse. Now, that's happened to me. And I've had to block people on my channel because of the name calling. It's unnecessary. Um, but then again, I want to be very clear with you. I've worked with trans and um, alter, alternative gender or, or people from the LGBTQ community, however you want to word it. Um, and I mean no insult by that. And not one of them could say that I am transphobic. Neither could their families. No, because I treat everyone with love and care. Whoever you are, guilty or not, um, I treat everyone the same. I try to anyway, I like to admit, I like to believe I do. And there's a reason for that. It's because I actually care about change. Um, and it can become, as a side note, it can become a weakness, you know, to, to care in this job, it really can. But you know, um, I do that. So, you know, I've been name called without having discussions. And that is an interesting thing because in social work, we have to explore and ask a lot of questions. And when people who are born in a different era don't understand why they're being insulted so much. We have to consider that there are some people who don't get it and maybe won't get it. And in response to that, they have seen insult, cancellation, and attack. And I'm, what I'm talking to you about, I'm speaking to you from, again, personal experience, but the experience of others as well. But we just have to be aware that not everybody's gonna get this. But remember what I said to my brother is that because someone's insulting you, you don't have to insult them back. Because someone doesn't agree with you, it doesn't mean that they hate you. And because uh, someone's, you've got to listen through what people are doing to you and try to counter, buffer, and send back a different message to them, which is the opposite to theirs, to help them understand that that's not the way to move forward in life. I want to say that inclusion does not mean agreement. Inclusion means tolerance. 
Um, and I'm speaking to too many people who feel that. Um, they have not received tolerance for their views. And as social workers, we have to accept that some people do not agree with how we always want to want them to function. But as long as they're not overtly trying to hurt somebody or insult somebody, we have to tolerate. Just be patient with everyone. Um, it's not as easy as it seems. But change and acceptance, um, they take time. So just be patient. And in my opinion, time usually wins. So whatever your cause that you're fighting for, um, to be drastic and be oppressive, just be aware that it's not fair on others. It's a completely different world and a different concept to them because of their culture and religion. But if we are going to be calling ourselves British and inclusive, then we have to understand that that means tolerance and not oppression. The word to social workers is that we will have our own views on the matter, but our job is to help people in a, and using a strengths-based approach and not pulling them up always on the negatives. Sometimes we have to just accept that that's who they are and teach them with their views how to function properly and effectively in society in a non-oppressive way, whatever your views. That's what I do. That's what you do. And that's the way society works. Society doesn't work because we agree. It works because we comply and tolerate. That happens in our own families. So yeah, look after each other. You know, I think first look after yourself because you know that's always my closing remark. But look after each other, and I hope this helps. And again, it was a tough one. I'll probably be name called at the end of it, but that's the nature of social work when name called anyway. And again, take care of yourselves. If you like the podcast, let me know. Comment. Email me on thesocialworkrace at gmail.com um, yeah take care of yourselves If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.